Welcome back to the Outpost podcast. As the afternoon draws on, it's starting to become a really lovely and cool and relaxing summer day. You know, um, it's day one of Outpost, and that we we have this wonderful convergence of explorers and adventurers and creators and change makers. So again, it's just a real honor to be able to sit down in the pop up recording studio and uh, and invite some input and some creative output uh, from uh, from some of the hearts and minds that we love and respect. My name is Red Rainey. I'm here to host uh, on behalf of Outpost, and I'm joined by... I'm Marcus Colombano. I'm with Pineapple. We're a creative studio based in San Francisco. Wonderful. And we have in our midst uh, the illustrious Rachel Dorsey. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. So, Rachel, we're, we're delighted to have you because, you know, you have a creative group called Bone and Gold. Can you tell us about it? Like, what is Bone and Gold? What do you guys create? And where does that come from for you? So Bone and Gold is a full service film production company. We do high polish commercials for brands, for concepts, for products. We tell stories. So, um, you know, we are about four years old and we were founded um, by me. <laughs> you know, it was Very truly, good. it was the, the whole thing was a project of love. You know, I... My husband's a cinematographer. He's a director of photography, a Steadicam operator. All of our very dearest friends are all in the business in some regard. And I was looking at them and all the great work that they were doing and the great content they were putting out under other brands. And it didn't make any sense that, that you know, companies were coming in, hiring them to do everything, and then adding a huge margin that made it almost inaccessible for a lot of the more startup creative companies um, to get access to, to that high quality work. So I created a platform and I pulled everybody's work together and I pulled all the people together and I was like, let's do something with this. And that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, I was originally imagining it actually as a, as a bit of a mom and pop shop. I was thinking like I produce, I direct, my husband shoots, he can edit, though he doesn't really like to edit. So that wasn't going to work out. You know, it wasn't going to work out for it just to be the two of us because there was, there were some elements missing. Um, and what ended up happening was the more clients that we were getting, well, really what we, I approached, I wrote up a plan and I thought about it for a while. That's sort of how I do it. I like think about things and then that's, that's a producer thing. It's you like, seem like a thinker. you know, by the time you, for me, an aside, by the time I get on set, for example, I've already done the show 25 times in nice, my head. Nice. Like that's that how awesome. it is. Same with the business. Like by the time I got all the people in the room and pitched my sweet little PowerPoint, cause I didn't know how to use pages yet. Um, I, I had already, it, it was already real in my head. And so I got a group of people, sort of our favorite collaborators, our favorite creators, and like our closest homies. And I was like, here's the plan. Here's what I want to build for you. I want to put this together. Um, we're going to do a finder's fee. So any work anybody brings cool. in, you get a nice, cool. you know, nice fat chunk of it. Yeah. And I'll run the business and you get to do what you get to do, what you like to do. And I'll do what I love to do and let's make it happen. And here we are four years later. It sounds like it's founded on some pretty great principles, uh, community being one of the deepest, you know. So you guys are four years in, is that right? We're four years in. I'm just trying, just trying, just want to quantify and, and sort of uh, get a real measure here. You're four years in. You produce uh, video specifically. Um, what is it that you, what is it that Bone and Gold does better than anybody else? Mm, great question. 
um, well, you know, I want to say we tell stories better than anybody else, mm. but it's hard to say that because everybody's got a style. So I'd say the the like our competitive advantage is both the, both the aesthetic that we bring, like there is a look and a feel to a Bone and Gold project. And people that want to access that look and feel, they come to us. There are a lot of people doing what we do. Um, so, you know, everybody has access to the same tools. You know, everybody has access to the same equipment. But it's the it's it's both the experience you have on the job, like we manage everything and you get to focus on what you want to do and we'll do our jobs and you don't have to sweat it. And you know when you work with us that like you're gonna get an incredible product, have an incredible experience, all the stakeholders are gonna be feel amazing about it. You're um, and then at the end product's gonna be gorgeous. So Bone and Gold has got the creative corner covered. There you guys you go. just do your thing, create your art. We do our thing. Wonderful. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, the client has to be happy. So, you know, we don't fight the creativity. You know, we come with options. We come with solutions. We don't ever come with problems. And, you know, but at the end of the day, we say, here are two viable options. This is my recommendation. But it's at the end of the day, you have to stand behind it so you can make the choice. Mm -hmm. But we give them the information they need to feel empowered to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of clients, especially marketing directors, creative agencies, they have to stand behind it and they have to say, this was my vision and you executed it. So at the end of the day, if we have a different creative vision, that has to already have happened. Like that conversation has to already have happened. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Now, we made friends earlier uh, uh, yesterday here on site very quickly at Outpost. And um, you were playing Frisbee, very dynamic, lungy Frisbee. Thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> My mother would be so proud. And, uh, and you know, I'm very interested to know uh, sort of more about you. And, and for that reason, I'm delighted to, you know, be sitting at the table with another creative mastermind. So what I really want to know is whatever he wants to know. Oh, Marcus. what do you want to know? I have know? so many questions. Um, well, I think that, you know, that I have multiple questions, but I think, first of all, I think we talked last night about this idea uh, that you built Bullet and Gold, not just f- for your vision, but for everyone that you work with. And it feels like you have a sense of responsibility um, to those people. And I think it's part of your brand. So I'd love you to talk more about um, that relationship you have with all the individual people that you work with and how you work together and the sense of um, support that you want to give these people. Uh, practitioners that's a great question that's a great a great line of questioning Um, you know you mentioned earlier that you know pillars and like you know founding principles and community being one of them and we actually were founded on three principles and they were trust respect and family and every single thing that we do trust respect and family like that's what it is when you're on a set everybody has to be able to do their job and you have to trust them to do their job and one person drops drops the banana like the whole bunch is spoiled never heard that one before but we're using one person drops the pineapple how about that the whole pineapple is spoiled let the pineapple oh, anyway that yeah that should never happen so so that's you know that's that's everything to us and the people that are part of the team you know these are these are our dear, dear friends, and we trust them. We love them. Um, our core team is comprised of four people. We originally launched with seven, 
but as time went on and we saw you know who who was who was like in it to win it and like fully invested in, in helping to grow all of our work under this brand. Um, there were a total of four of us. It's myself, it's my husband who I already mentioned. Um, it's our creative partner, Brandon, who's here at Outpost shooting. Um, and, and then it's, he's a legend and it's our, it's our creative partner lane. And, um, Lane was going to be here, but he's got a much needed vacation scheduled. This has been like our busiest season ever. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No Busy complaints. That's right. Busy bees make sweet honey. Yes. So sweet. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, every, the, the thing that's so cool is that everybody gets to do the thing they love the most. They get to the thing, they get to do the thing they're best at and they are supported every step of the way. Um, you know, everybody has their thing that they bring to the table, um, that, that they do better than anybody else. And, um, that's sort of how we, how we do it. Awesome. Right. So you, uh, you also talked about this idea of why people come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what you just described would be one reason why I would come to you because you can trust that you have a tight group that are all focused on the same objective. But you also talked about a, a style. Could you talk about that style mm. and how that style adapts for your clients? But where also that style comes from? Yeah, that's... Another good one. You're just coming with them. This is good. Um, you know, the aesthetic, it's so hard to describe it. Um, I feel like our name does a pretty good job of capturing the essence of who we are and what we do. Um, you know, it's the name is a reference to alchemy, making turning a fundamental element like bone into something shiny and exciting like gold. Um, and that's what our clients do. That's what we do with movie magic. And um, that's that's what you get. It's like you come to a beautiful place like this and like the colors are gonna feel even more vibrant when you see it on the screen. And we capture the joy coming from the people. And um, you know, it's hard to say, like color correction helps a lot. You know, there there isn't there is something about color correction that like powerful tool. that's really powerful and that like helps to bring everything together. Um, I'd say truly the the aesthetic comes in editing. You know, because mm-hmm. what's in front of the camera is what's in front of the camera. And there is something to be said for styling and creative direction and art department and all of that. Um, but again, like you like you alluded to, at the end of the day, like Levi's got to look like Levi's. It can't look like bone and gold. And, you know, like that's just what it is. Yeah. So part of it is understanding. Part of it is that they're going to self-select. If they don't see themselves on our website, they're not coming to us. You know, if this is a brand that's like a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of like stark white and like neon, they might not come to us. We, we do vibrant, we do moody, we do playful, but not, it's not like, it's not like saccharine. It's not super sweet. It's like, there's some grit to the stuff that we do. I'm in some depth to it, which I think is really important. Um, cause that's, you know, a bit of a, of like we pour ourselves into every project and that's who we are. So there you have it. I can't wait to um, take a journey through some more of the material that you guys have created. I've seen some of the work that you've done with Outpost specifically. It's been phenomenal. And when I think Bone and Gold, which I think is a wonderful name, by the way, big soft spot for words over here. And, you know, I think about like the alchemy. I think about, um, I think about the creation of sort of like fairy tale and wistful narrative and that kind of stuff. 
does that inform your approach? You know, I mean, obviously the name Bone and Gold came from somewhere. You have a pretty mystical presence yourself. <laughs> you know, given that you're the founder, of course, you get to choose what it's called. Yeah. Definitely going to take some naming liberties there, but um, I'm just sensing something there. Is that what, what was the naming process? The na- the well, name- so, so again, you know, when I was first thinking about it, I was like, I was sitting in my apartment with my husband, and we were just like, again, mom and pop shop. That's 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 where the idea started. And so I was just riffing on names and I was thinking about like places from our childhood and like people and like words like Lemon Grove, you know, we're from San Diego and like Lemon Grove's a Proctor Valley, a place where we used to like go off-roading and, you know, just trying to come up with like names and oh, like Orange Court and like what, like just weird. And then Bone and Gold and it was like, whoa, Bone and Gold, hold on a minute. That's it. That's it. And I had the, it's like everything was in my head. like. This is what our website's gonna look like. This is what our stills are gonna look like. This is what, this is what, this is what the look and feel is gonna be. This is this is the way we're gonna shape our identity. And I was able to hand that that very vague idea, like black and white, and bone and gold. That's our name. So like, I handed it to a super talented designer friend of mine, Dan Schwer, who was my roommate in college and is a very dear friend. And and in college and after, well, I guess after college, college it's like they're so you gotta lean on the real ones, you know. Well, that's how business is done. Business is about friendship, and like we'll talk about that as well. I hope Um, we've already talked about that, Marcus, Mm -hmm. you and I. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I handed it to him, and he did his magic, and he turned back like, yes, yes. It's like our symbol is 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 alchemical. Um, and all of our all of our sort of iconography is in that vein. The challenge is that I'm constantly second guessing the name. I'm constantly like, oh, it's a little hip and a you little mad? slick and a little shiny, and like I just don't know. And we're working with bigger brands. It's delicious. It's delectable. Okay. You need to put that thought to rest. Okay, fair. It is, it's a fantastic name. It's so expressive and Thank mystical, you. and like and like you want to learn more. You want to know more. Thank you. Well, okay. You know it, love it. <laughs> okay. Wear it well. All right. Yeah, it's, I, Honoring you know, the name. I think about alchemy. I think about what you guys try to do. And it seems as if, I mean, when you think about alchemy, you go back, you go back, I think, I go back to more the enlightenment. And I think about humans trying to take away power mm. and make it more democratized and put control more back into the individual and to really imbue philosophy with the power to control nature and not necessarily be subject to some higher power. Mm. So I think about you guys, and I think about what you do, which is really kind of controlling the visual experience and really kind of channeling that power into something magical. And I liked your, your comments about mystery. Mysterious, that really brings people in mm. and gets them excited. So I think that um, it's a very powerful uh, illusion. I'm glad you think so. I'm glad that you have that, like, I'm so glad that it conjures all of that for you. Because I think that, you know, what I'm so inspired by is creative people doing creative work. It's so cool. People are making something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. They're making something out of their brains. They're having an idea. They're getting people together and they're making something that's what they're doing that's what my team is doing that's what your group is doing that's what you guys do when you have your gatherings i mean it's like come on it's it's making something real out of nothing and that there is nothing more magical than that that's the whole point it's true um 
but at the same time, with all this magic happening, you um, having a business is risky. Having a business can be problematic, and your every day is a constant struggle trying to make it work and progress and be successful. Um, it'd be great for us to hear the obstacles that you've run into and and the way you've solved problems. You talk about going from seven people to four people. That seems like an interesting shift. Um, uh, forced to grow, forced to hire. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you're managing risk and kind of things that you run into that you feel proud about that or, or not proud about that you've um, overcome. Yeah. So I, I've got a lot of response. I've got a lot of financial responsibilities. Let's say that I've got two kids, got a mortgage, I've got bills to pay and I've got a company to pay for. And that's a lot of pressure. And my husband is also, he's a freelancer. So that's, you know, that's a lot to have two people who are, who are investing so much time and money at the beginning into something that doesn't exist yet. So I kept a full-time job for a really long time. Actually, that's not true. I had contracts. I had enough contracts that it made up a full-time job. And I was starting this. And, you know, as this grew, I scaled back there. But I thought it was really important to have security. I can't be creative if I'm worried about where we're going to, how we're going to pay for our grocery bill. Like, you just can't do it that way. Um, some people can. I'm not, I'm not bred for that. So that's, you know, that's, we approached it with that security. And, you know, going, um, going from our model is such that it allows us to scale really, really well. Um, but we still do have some pain points. And so, for example, it is a sole member LLC. It is my business. I run the whole business side. And then I have a whole team of subcontractors and our, you know, the highest earning, the highest output, the highest input contractors are the three creative partners, my husband, and then the two others that I spoke about. Um, And that allows us to shift and grow because if a job calls for more people or a different specialty, we just hop, bring them on board. Like they're, they all run their own businesses too. Like that's how, that's how film production works. Like a person is a thing. Pardon? What's a unique structure? But it's, it seems like it's designed in a way that allows a lot of freedom, you know. It does. And it, it, well, it's freedom for me and it's yeah. freedom for them. Yeah. Because if somebody wants to take a job um, that, you know, it, pursue a passion project or if somebody wants to take a different job for any other production company, no problem. And I will support it 100%. And if they do a creative project, I will give them budget for it and, like, support it because I believe in them and I believe in their work. And not everything can pay bills, you know, but you want to be creative. So um, at the same time, it's, um, would it be smarter to have employees? I don't know. Would it be, you know, would it be wise to change the structure? I don't know. It's something we're thinking and talking about and trying to figure out a way to, um, you know, to honor the investment of time and energy that especially the creative partners have put in. Um, So we're at a, a phase of growth right now. How do you assess that risk? Oh, it's, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of agonizing, stomach-churning thinking because you want to make everybody happy and you want to do the right thing and it's all, you're also running a business. And at the end of the day, like the dollars and cents have to work out. And we're a small margin business. I'm not going to pretend that it's like, yeah, 
we're just, you know, like we do a job and there's like a bucket of cash at the end of it. Everybody, you know, film production's expensive and client budgets are, are small. So, I mean, sometimes they're big and we love those, but for the most part, everybody's trying to do more with less. That's just the world we live in. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't understand the value of a video and they don't understand that like, you know, you pump $50,000 into something, you get seven deliverables that, you know, you could run out over the year, but a lot of people just like to blast it all out at once and then they're out of content. So they don't, it's hard to, if they don't already understand the value, it's really hard to convince them of it. The challenge there is that, you know, there's not a bucket of money at the end of the job. Everybody gets paid for the work that they do. So if that's the case, then where's the money to hire people who might not be fulfilling a role you know in film production there's a budget line for everything for the food for the gas mileage for the day rate for the camera for the lens for the prop for the hat for the c-stand for the light every single thing has a budget for the producer everything and again we don't operate on really fat margins so we're we're able to cover our costs but the only way i make money is if i if i produce or direct a job that's how I make money. There's not money on the business back end. Mm. Maybe someday, you know, maybe someday we'll get to a place where, you know, we're working, you know, consistently for really big brands who want to invest a lot of money in their content. Um, but sort of until that happens, we have to be really careful. That's why we don't keep an, we don't keep a headquarters. We don't need one. No client has ever, ever, ever asked to meet at our place ever. And so for me, it's like, why would I spend five to $10,000 on an office space when that money can be put right back into the project or that money could be, you know, I could take everybody out for a whatever, like we could all go on a thing or do a thing or professional development or biz dev or something. So it's just a lot of decisions about like, where are you going to put the money? Like, when are you going to pay yourself? Um, How much risk are you willing to take? And, I, and again, because I kept so many other contracts and so many other means of, of earning an income for myself, I was able to finance it all myself and I'm able to take a lot of risk. There's also a big challenge with film production where the, the way like accounts deliverable and accounts receivable, there's a huge time delta. That was a lot of big words. So what, I'll, what I mean is that, you know, by the time we get paid by a client, we've already paid out everybody that was on the job. And so sometimes, you know, we pay people after the job within 30 days and our client might not pay us 90, 180, 200 a year. Sometimes it'll take some companies because they just don't have it together. Like we currently have over a hundred thousand dollars of unpaid invoices. Outstanding. Outstanding. And we know they're good for it. Yeah. But but there's just a kink in the pipeline. There's just somebody who's dropped the ball and, you know, and then I get busy yeah. And, but, so that's, you know, we got to keep that money in there. Yeah, who's, like, who's, I don't pay myself. Who's the, who's the bulldog on your team that chases down well, those that's allowances? That's me. It and it, But it needs, to, it needs to, that's what I'm talking about with scaling. I do too much stuff. Like, I need to be, yeah. I, but it's, that needs to not but it's be hard, you. I know, but it's hard to let go. It's hard to let go of something you've built. It's hard to let go of, of something that, like, feels like, but I can do this. Why would I waste money paying somebody else to do this thing when it just takes me an hour? But like, if it takes them 15 minutes worth the money. For sure. So those are the, those are the pain points. That's why I'm excited for your talk because I want to understand how you scaled and I want to understand, um, you know, what I'm not considering. Well, I nice. think that, you know, you bring up a really good point that, um, 
you, it all really depends on what you want to do mm. and what your vision for the organization is. Um, you know, I would ask you, what, what do you get out of the organization the most? Do you, is it amazing to create ama incredible creative? Um, do you live off the energy of the rawness of having something young and, and risky to run? Do you see your business growing or changing for the future? Do you have a vision of the way you would like it to be? Um, what drives yes, you yes, every day? Yes, 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 what yes. What drives you every day? Yeah, great. I am driven by doing. I just want to do stuff. She's a doer. I'm a doer. I've always been that way. I've always been overscheduled, and that works for me. Um, tradition overscheduled in the traditional sense. It's just perfect schedule for me. Um, I like having a lot of irons. I like having a lot of like whatever plates in the air. Um, I just I live off the off the doing. It, my work is not always adrenaline pumped. A lot of it is it's the phone call, it's the negotiation, it's writing the contract, it's put, building a budget, putting the team together, writing copy. It's like a lot of it is just the like that's just what I do, and I get in a flow, and it's it's so fun. Every piece of what I do is fun. And I like the collaboration. I love being on set so much. I love the energy of it. Um, I love the like how like I'm high on it for like a full day after, maybe two, and then it's just this like power down crash, and it's like can't even do one more thing today. I don't have that luxury because I have two small children, so like mommies don't take breaks. It's always on. But um, that's for me. It's it's just the drive of doing, and it's the creating, and it's and I'm. I feed off of people's energy. I just like, I just, I live to be around people and to, and to just enjoy their presence and to absorb everything that they're putting out. And so for me, like a film set is the most exciting place to be. It's like, except for when there's a drone flying and then it's just, it's just very loud, but they get beautiful shots. Do, but that's an aside. I can't see the pilot. Can you? No, you can never see the pilot. They're probably in a in a chilbo. <laughs> oh no, I do see the pilot. He's over there. You do? Yeah, he's over there. So what happens when your business grows, and you have more structure and more employees, and you don't have the same type of connection to the projects that you do now? You become more of a manager and administrator. How do you deal with that? So I like that part too. And in many regards, I, I still, I, I function just that way. Um, again, because the company is founded on this, you know, trust, respect, and family, I trust the people to do their work. I don't like, they've been, a lot of, they've all been doing it longer than me. So I don't need to micromanage. I don't need to step on toes. If, if I have a role to play, I play it. If I don't, I don't. And they run it, they run the show and I you know, sometimes deal with the contracts or the negotiation and cut the checks. But other than that, like, I just let them do their thing. It becomes harder when there are more people that you let in in that capacity. Um, you asked previously, you know, what's the future vision? And, you know, my, my desire would be to turn the business into a full-service creative agency. But that's a really hard business to be in. And um, it's a big business. And it's you got to be good at a lot of things, which which part of me thinks now that like maybe we just stay what we're doing what we do and partner with folks like you to do the stuff you do um the 
the challenge and the benefit with that is that we're already doing so much of those services. When companies come and they say, we have this thing and we, um, we don't know the story we want to tell and we don't know how we want it to look or feel. Um, and then we work with them from concept to delivery. And, um, that's super fun too, because then you get, you get, you get in deep and you really get to know a brand and there's a couple ways to scale a business. You can grow and like by volume, or you can grow in depth or you can grow, I guess three ways, or you can grow in terms of diversity of what you offer. And that's where we're at right now is figuring out which way are we going to grow? Because you can't stop a business from growing. If you feed and water it and you do like you do decent work, your business is going to grow. Um, and so the question is then how, how do you focus it and how do you, how do you bring people along for that journey as well? I was told by a wise friend whose opinion I respect and adore that parenting, just like growing a business, is all about letting go. As in the release of that control, as in the outsourcing of that hour pertaining to the fact that your hour might be the most valuable hour in the company, for example. <clears throat> Do you feel that rings true to what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis? And mm. if you're also raising a family. Yeah. I mean, there. yes. Yes, letting go is critically important. Um, there's also a period of time that you got to hold things close. And part of it is that you have to, you have to be willing to hold close even when they want you to let them go, both in business and in parenting. Because if, if you're, if, if, you know, you might know better or, or maybe you don't, and you have to let people fail and make mistakes because people, people, children, or, or creatives won't learn unless they have their own chance to learn. You can't, you can't save everyone from everything. Mm. Crea- so there, creativity requires obstacles. That's right. For itself to form. That's right. And failure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you this. We're in a wonderful place. We're at Outpost. We're among the redwoods at Camp Navarro. There's all sorts of inspiration flying around, right? Bono Gold are four years in. You have an incredible track record so far. What I want to know is what's next in the pipeline for you guys? What does the future look like? And what I also want to know is what is the story you want to tell? What What would you love to tell hypothetically, universally? Like what is, uh, what is the fairy tale that you want to produce? Mm-hmm. So good. Very juicy. Um, you know, the, for the future, we want to keep making really beautiful, high polish, story driven content. Um, I want to expand so that what we offer, um, so that people can, can get a whole content package. That's like, that's the now that's what we're working on now is. So it's not just video. They come to us for the full the full visual package. They want the stills. They want the video. They want all of it together. They want it cut downs, cut ups, mashups. They want the long form. They want the whole thing. They want everything. We want to do all of that. All the stuff that gets pumped out in the future. Um, that's the struggle is like, do we want to just stay niche and just do this? Or do we want to go the agency route? Um, the, the story I want to tell, and that's p- part of the question is, do we want to st- take a pause? Not even a pause, but like, do we use the slow time? Because there's always a slow time in production, mm. the winter time when all the marketing directors and creative agencies go on go go hunker down with yeah. their families. They're and, all huddling. Yeah, 
Um, that's the that's the dark time for us. Um, so you know, do we want to use that time to like go out and do more business development, or do we want to use that time to go out and tell a story, a long form story, and the story I want to tell? And I was pumped because so again, I just a quick aside so that I can get to this one, which is to say, I love Outpost so much. The magic of what they're doing here is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I've met so many incredible people that I feel like I'm, I'm like, many of them I'm like connecting with on the soul level. And it's like, where does that happen ever? You know, let alone like in a you know, a place where a bunch of brands are showing their really cool things to a bunch of people like that. It doesn't, sure. it's magic what's happening. Yeah. And, um, so, which is to say that like, again, Outpost is the coolest and like the coolest people are here because I met the person whose story I want to tell last night. Who is it? And what is the story? I want to tell the impossible foods story. Right. Are you familiar with impossible Am foods? The meat, meatless meat. Right now. That's what I'm saying. Meatless meat Talk is me. the future. I'm a meat eater. Um, but I don't eat red meat anymore. How could you? I'm sorry. Um, but it is really bad for the environment. And it's it's just, whatever. I'm not going to tell their story right now. Mm -hmm. You'll have to wait to watch the movie that I'm going to make. I can't wait. But um, it's just a brilliant story. And I was at a conference. And I was at HustleCon with the Hustle, the Hustle, the Daily Hustle. I think it's called The Hustle. It's a mag. It's like a publication. It's great. It's like cutting-edge business stuff. They threw a really cool convention. And the founder of Impossible Foods was there, and he gave a speech. He gave oh. a talk, Tom. And he, he, he made the whole room hate him. And then he made a whole room of meat eaters hate him. And then he made the whole room love him. And then he made the whole room believe that he was the future. And I believed it. And I was like, this is the story I want to tell. This is the story I was meant to tell. And again, it was like a ha happenstance. I had been out... You know, I can't just sit in a dark room for the whole day. That's like zombie making. So I was out chatting, hanging out, whatever. And I was like, oh, I wonder who's talking next. And I popped in and I was like, oh, okay, I'll sit down. It's this like, you know, cool looking science guy. Like this will be interesting. And then my whole mind was blown. And I just think that what they're doing is fascinating. And I think that there is a story there that's deeper than just the like, it's deeper than just like eco. And it's deeper than just like, you know, how we treat other living beings. And it's, it's just, it's, there's so much to it and there's science and there's like, there's a lot of hipness in there too, because all these really cool restaurateurs are like using this impossible burger to like flourish these new flourishments, we'll say. It's, For sure. it's, it's, it's a cool it's story. It's permeating modern culture in a really amazing and innovative way. Yes. The other story I want to tell is the hot moms of Instagram, which is <laughs> like on the total other side of the spectrum completely. I just think, you know, I love shiny, bright opulence, like gold and lacquer. And like, there's just something to be said for like that whole look and feel. And I just have this vision for this, this show that like every woman between the ages of 14 and like 42 are going to want to watch. Um, the problem is my crew is not on board. <laughs> they're like, that is the worst idea ever. But every woman I speak to, even if they're, even if you wouldn't think that they would be down for that, they are. It will land. It will land. For and sure. the difference is I don't want this to be about like catty situations. I want this to be about how, how women, mommies or women who are not mommies 
are trying to come together to build each other up, to live a life that they're proud of, to find a creative passion and a pursuit and, um, you know, share it on the internet. So, so that's, you know, so that's part of my, that's part of my next, like, what am I going to do next? Am I doing this or am I doing that? So, so, you know, I'd love, I'd love to hear any feedback that like the world, the listeners or you all have about those, those ideas, but that's what I'm noodling on. So Rachel Dorsey, watch carefully, find the magic in the moment, bring in the right people, the creators, the collaborators, the ones who value trust and respect first and uh, create something magic, then put it on the internet. There you go. Yeah? Yes. Cool. Go 100%. On. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you. Marcus, do you have any closing words? No, I think that was, that was excellent. I couldn't, couldn't say it better. It's yeah. like perfect rounding out of your, pers- your experience. Yeah. What a great snapshot. Thank yeah. you for letting us in. Thank you for having me. What fun. Indeed. Indeed.